I'll go through some of the housekeeping because oh, you don't. You were Avi. I was Avi. <laughs> Let me wear my ah. yellow, my skin cloak, and I'm good to go. <laughs> Dubious leather. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, all right. Upset. So, are we are we good on the yeah, on the cams go. there? Hey, uh, you are. Alright, uh, thank you everybody for joining us tonight and uh, as we play through Curse of Strahd every other Sunday. Uh, and this is one of those Sundays. So, we are Featherfall Tabletop. Thank you for joining us. We got a few sponsors that we'll get um, through here uh, let you know about them. I don't want to say get out of the way because I feel like that's doing them kind of a disservice. But I'll let you know about them and the great services that they offer. We do have Found Familiar Coffee. Link down below is going to take you to their website with all of their array of different coffees. You can get a 10% discount at checkout if you use code FEATHERFALL. Right next to that, you'll see a Skull Splitter logo. You can click on that. Check out their website, full of new dice. They just finished a Kickstarter a while ago. I assume those will hit their um, just stuff for general pur purchases soon. Uh, but keep a lookout for that. Use code FEATHERFALL at checkout for another 10% off for a total of 20. I think I've made that joke before, but it, they stack for sure. Um, <laughs> we have a one shot on Monday with Ray here. Uh, April twenty. That would be April twenty seventh. That is tomorrow. Uh, Dreaming River. Um, you could check that out six thirty Pacific time tomorrow. That unfortunately will be our final one shot of this season. I mean, that, not unfortunately. It's we're wrapping it up. We're moving on. Um, uh, but we so there won't be any for a time period after this. But we are taking applications for DMs to run a one-shot in this community um, one-shot section of our channel. If you would like to do that, check out our Discord down below in the community one-shots channel. There's a pinned document that you could fill out an application to run a, a one-shot on our channel. Uh, we will have a... I call them seasons, but it's kind of weird. But we will have a new season of those coming out here in a month or two. Uh, so just be ready for those. Some sad news, but good news, I think we can call it that, is uh, the gods we know are uh, moving to a different channel. That's the sad news that they're moving, but the good news is they are still active and still are going to put out their games every Tuesday. Along with that, you're getting the Mind and the, mind and the Martyr. Mind and Martyr. Hopefully I got it right. Uh, they are on Friends Who Roll Dice now, so go check them out. Give them all the support you can as they transition into that new channel. There we go. That's it. Except for, this is Curse of Strahd. This is session number nine, titled, uh, Welcome to Valaki, All is Well. We have a special sponsor for our run-through of Curse of Strahd on this segment of Featherfall Tabletop. Uh, it is brought to you by, it is sponsored by Roll20. Um, you know, they got tons of projects going on. They're always updating, speaking of updates, always making their uh, interface for you that much better. So check out Roll20 at Roll20.net. This is how we roll. And I appreciate them for sponsoring us through this. Recap of session eight. <laughs> do you guys know what happened? I feel bad like doing the recaps myself without asking. I uh, do. I Senna, don't you dare start screaming when I'm about to talk. <laughs> Timed. And there's the culprit. <laughs> um, well, we decided to push ourselves forward the final eight miles. Thank you, Senna. We. <laughs> Just agreeing with you. Yeah. I know, she really is. She's such a pain in the butt. Um, you you're not talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, we have decided that we were going to push on to Valaki and 
Cass and I got to have a little chit chat. I think there was an apology in there about bringing my body back to life. I'm not entirely sure, maybe. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Bull ended up uh, dropping his disguise for Irina. And we ended up learning that there was a mad wizard that came to town and riled up some villagers, including the uh, the vampire that we fought a couple sessions back. Yes, and a, a vampire. And uh, <laughs> we ended up running into a couple of hunters, thought everything was fine. We got them to back down. But the downside was the minute we turned the corner, we were attacked by uh, a couple of werewolves. Turns out those uh, hunters were a little bit more sneaky than we thought. And... Uh, but we survived. We survived. Some of us better than others. And um, we are now at the entrance to Valaki. Yeah. that Nice notes, Dax. Thank you. Um, yeah, perfect. These hunters did offer you a, a warm fire to spend the night with, <laughs> as it can be dangerous in the Savalich woods in the night. All the better to eat you with, my dear. <laughs> yeah, something like that, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you did make it to Valaki. Um, and to the gates of, and it is... Man. Sorry. I had one tab open that now is not there. So let me pull that open. But you made it to the gates of Valaki, and it is nighttime. Like, it's dead of night, like, late night. You see some, a few torches lit on the outside of the palisade, palis, palisade, palisade uh, that surrounds this this town. Um, wooden timbers that are lashed together, um, pointed tips. There were many um, pikes that had wolf's heads on them, kind of leading up to this gate. Uh, that that's a thing. <laughs> Here we are. Okay. And so there's sturdy iron gates. There are a pair of shadowy figures standing behind them that you can see kind of pacing back and forth. Uh, planted in the ground, flaking the road outside the gates are half dozen pikes with wolves' heads impaled on them. I think that's that's like right where we left off, so I, I feel good letting you go there. Well, thanks. Stare for just a moment, probably. Just at the the mounted uh, the mounted wolf's heads. Yeah, and there's there's at least half a, a, a dozen of them that are just kind of strewn about in no particular order. Uh, yep, wolf head that's been severed on top, tongues kind of hanging out the side. Did we take anything from the other wolves that I guess would be like a trophy of sorts? They turned back into people, so... Yeah, they they did transform back into those familiar faces of the hunters that you uh, you saw before. Well, is and, Mark, we here? That, uh, yes, that is... That is true. This is the place from... Uh, with all my notes and, and word of mouth, um, we should probably enter... So it's no time like their presence. Off to you. You, you. you want me to go first? You want? Well, why not? This is your sister. We don't. Yeah, where are okay. we going? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I well. Once we get inside, I know where we are going. I just thought that maybe he would talk to these guards, but I will do it. And he kind of stands up a little bit taller. <laughs> 
starts walking forward. Uh, excuse me, uh, we have come from uh, the village of Barovia and are we are seeking um, we are seeking uh, Lucian Petrovich from St. Andrew's Church. And you see a couple of those shadowy figures kind of stop in their pacing, put their pike down in the ground, and it's this long stick that could definitely poke through these iron gates and be able to reach whatever's on the other side. Come back in the morning. No reason to be walking around at night. He turns to, uh, Ismark turns to you. I, what do we do? I mean, we can just set a campfire right here. It'll be fine. <laughs> <clears throat> we can wait. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Ismark turns around back to the guards. Well, I guess we will, uh, we will set up camp right here outside your gates. Or, or you can let us in and and let us into the uh, to see the Saint, the Saint Andrew's Church. You know, it, we are we are fine people. Coming from the one that doesn't like camping, that's pretty rich. <laughs> yeah, tech. You think they want their camp a campfire right in the middle of the road, right in front of their gate all night? Nah, I don't think so. They're gonna let us in. <laughs> Um, I feel bad making Ismark roll for this because there is a uh, persuasion <laughs> check that, that needs oh. to be done so if anybody wants to help Ismark out I will let that person <laughs> roll with advantage um, well Bull I, will actually tap Ismark on the shoulder and say hey uh, Ismark you got this and give him a little inspiration and that is a d6 alright uh <laughs> So he's he's gonna roll. Let's see. Uh, no modifier, but he gets added d6. Oh, that's not gonna help. Uh, <laughs> Adam, what have you done? <laughs> as you can see, there there are not many of us, but we we have traveled all day from the village Barovia. Oh, we just need to get to the church on time. Uh, please, please. And the guards just start pacing again while saying, Who are these guys? Why don't they know better than being out there at night? We don't want to be out here. We want to be in there. Well, That's true. What? What is your business in here then? If it is so important that you come in. Well, I'm actually getting married to uh, an old... He'll um, grab Irene's... Irene's arm. That's my pull. hand. <laughs> Quiet, Tech. <laughs> We're actually getting married, and we've been chased by werewolves, and we have managed to murder three of them, so you're welcome for that. But um, unless you want us to turn into sad uh, lycanthropes, I suggest you let us um, cross this barrier. Bull, give me a, give me a persuasion check been rolling shitty all weekend don't say that <laughs> tides are turning my friend tides are turning it's either good yes or bad it's <laughs> uh, <until> 11 <laughs> damn uh oh, wait do i still have the d was it a d8 from uh yeah i'll i'll give it to you whatever we were rolling numbers a long time ago because <laughs> you're gonna all need right, it so it pops up to a 14 okay 
Well, I, I've never heard of anybody getting married at night, especially this late. Do you have any silver weapons? Just this silver tongue. Well, no, we've got a short sword, sorry. <laughs> if you have a silver weapon, let me see it. I think it was handed to somebody, Cass. Was that you? Did you give it to Cass? I think so. Oh, yeah. I, have. I, know, I know we had talked about it, but I can't remember if it... Yes, because I made a boo-boo. <laughs> so I haven't. Uh, it's a silver short sword, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'll just go ahead and pull it out. Kind of hold it in front of my face. Bring it, bring it closer. I cannot see. I'll bring it closer, but you're definitely not handling it. We had the same, this exact same question from the lost people, and they tried to kill us. But I'll bring it closer. Well, go ahead and take a couple you, steps forward. You said that those last people were werewolves. They were probably asking you if you had it so they knew where to attack. I'm asking if you have one. Because you wouldn't be a werewolf if you had one. It's fair. It's not often that they hang on to them. That's and he'll kind of like reach out his pike and kind of scrape it a little bit. Alright, it uh, seems like it's silver. And he'll turn to the other guy. Let's let them in. Let we escort them straight to the inn. Probably missed. Okay. Hear this? Uh, yeah. They they weren't whispering too. I no, they weren't whispering too low that you wouldn't be able to hear it, especially if you're in close to the uh, the gate there. Um, okay, we will we will let you in, but you need to go straight to the uh, the Blue Water Inn and get a room and and. You know, make contact there. Do not make any trouble on your way. It's a great idea. And then in the morning, you can uh, you can take care of your business at the church. It is uh, undoubtedly closed at this uh, this hour. And he'll start like pulling the the locks out and lifting the the latches down, and this big uh, wooden uh, beam coming out from across the gate. Iron gates open up, and then you're you're able to walk in. Uh, one of us here will escort you all the way into uh, into the Blue Water Inn. And from there, you could be on your way. Like I said, do not cause any trouble. We wouldn't do that. Right, Tack? Certainly not me. Bull will pull up Tack's hand and give it a kiss. It's like... It's all right if um, <clears throat> it's all right if the uh, the church isn't open till tomorrow. We've waited this long; we can wait another night <clears throat> or eternity. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever your business is there, that is fine. Um, and he's going to take you, uh, start escorting you through the town up to uh, this building here. So you're gonna you came in over here. Maybe I should start there. You came in over here uh, at the east of town, and you're coming through a big, uh, wide roadway, cobblestone, much cleaner than uh, the village of Barovia. And uh, as you are walking through, they are escorting you. You see 
Um, every other house has a has a candle lit inside that you can see. Most curtains are closed, especially at this hour. Really quiet in the night. Um, to your left, as you get to this big opening here, you see this big stockyard. Uh, a large, large stockyard has several locked sheds along its periphery and lies adjacent to a roomy warehouse. A wooden sign above the front gate reads, Erisic Stockyard. Parked on the south end of the stockyard is a sturdy carnival wagon. Its colorful paint peeling off, faded lettering on its side spells out the, the words, Rictavio's Carnival of Wonders. A heavy padlock secures the back door. And he keeps pushing you through the town. And uh, eventually you make it to here. And that's going to be the Blue Water Tavern. And that was the tannish looking one? That one right there. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And you see... You see gray smoke coming out of the the, uh, chimney of this large two-story wooden building with a stone foundation, sagging tile roof upon which several ravens are perched. A painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance depicts a blue waterfall. So uh, I suppose we should go in and get a room. Yeah, what's going to kill us this time? The fact that we have a map concerns me greatly. (laughs) (laughs) Every inn should have a map. So you see it does a front door, front double doors go up a few steps. You do see a set of stairway uh, stairs going up uh, the right side of the building. There's a little outbuilding. It looks mostly to be like uh, a woodshed. There are several ravens perched up on top and around. There is a well to the south. Well, let's get in there. Let's get rooms. Any 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 noises? So we hear yeah, anything does, from this place? It does sound like there are patrons in there. Um, not as not as loud as it would be like a typical tavern at the height of uh, the day, but there are still people uh, mustering about in there. All righty, let's go ahead and just walk straight on through. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with you, Cass. I'm not. I'm not having that. I'm not. I'm not entertaining this idea right now. Tech, you want to jump in that well, or... No, I'm good. Um, so as you come in, you do see uh, many, many people. Damp cloaks, cloaks hang from pegs in the entrance portico. The tavern is packed with tables and chairs, with narrow paths meandering between them. A bar stretches along one wall under a balcony that can be reached by a wooden staircase that hugs the north wall. Another balcony overhangs an entrance to the east. All of the windows are fitted with thick shutters and crossbars. Lanterns hanging above the bar and resting on the tables bathe the room in dull orange light and cast shadows upon the walls, most of which are adorned with wolf's heads mounted on wooden plaques. And you see there is a person behind the bar kind of, you know, doing the bar things. There are other patrons just kind of about um, having, you know, their, their evening drinks Cass is going to stroll straight up to the counter. And at the counter, you see this man. Hopefully you can all see that in. The... Oh, they look snazzy. Yeah, so you see the man on the on the left there with the, the black and gray peppered beard. Uh, he's sitting behind there. You see his... Uh, 
the other the woman kind of uh, moving about. And then, of course, there are the two children that are just running uh, kind of amok. It's probably past their bedtime, but they are moving throughout the bar like they like they own the place. <laughs> um, uh, like they've been here a hundred times before. They're just kind of scurrying all about and around. I'm going to try and get the attention of uh, the person at the bar. Kind of just wave them down. Yes, hello. Welcome to uh, the Blue Blue Tide Inn, or Blue Blue Water Inn. Sorry. Uh, welcome to the Blue Water Inn. How can I help you? It's rather late to be uh, just getting here. Yes, we've been uh, traveling. We were told to come and get an inn. Uh, me and my companions here. Oh, yeah. So you just want a room then? Well, a few rooms. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So she kind of is trying to count everybody. Uh, one, two. There's five. Five of you. Six, seven. Counting uh, everybody. Okay. Uh, how many? Seven of you. How many rooms? How many do you have? Well, cur- currently, there's only one room taken, but we do have a room with four beds. That would house most of you. And then uh, we have two other rooms with two beds. So that's six. Uh, One of you might have to sleep on the floor, but I'm sure you'd be okay. I'm going to turn and look at Ismark. Well, will you be meeting a bodyguard in the middle of Uh. the night? It would probably be best, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I I think it's safe here, but you never know. Yeah, we could probably take shifts, just rotate in and out. I can crash in there. Fine. I was going to affect to buy. A room the four beds. No mean need to uh, rotate in and out if uh, there are already two people there. That's fair too. You so see that that bearded man come up and he kind of stands next to this woman, kind of puts his arm around him, and kind of grabs her lovingly, gives a little kiss on the cheek. Uh, what what do we have here? Are these people seeking a room? You're, you're not going to give them a room without giving them a meal first, are you, Donica? Well, they they didn't quite seem like they needed a meal, but with every room comes a. You do get a meal. Uh, uh, we tonight we have. What do we have? We have uh, hot beet soup, that is uh, very fresh and made today, and you will get a a loaf of bread. If you would like a uh, wolf steak, that might be an extra charge. Suddenly not a courtesy that we're going to turn down, I think. Although, the steak will not be for me. So just the soup, then. I can eat yours. Miss Fine. 
No need for good me to go to waste. Okay, well, if you want to have a seat, uh, we will make sure the rooms are ready. We will get you some food coming out. Um, and I would be I would be silly if I didn't ask you if you wanted any wine. We have the, the best wine. And I should we should cover costs, too. Uh, it will be one silver for each room, so that is a total of three silver. Uh, and then if you want any uh, a wolf steak, that's going to be an extra silver. Uh, I think Ismark's got the tab on this one. Oh. You are assuming... You you are assuming that... I... <clears throat> uh, Put two gold pieces down on the counter. <laughs> I, that's going to cover it. And he'll, he'll grab... Ismark will grab him and kind of slide him over. <laughs> this should... This should be enough. Um... But we will, you know, the rooms and the soup and the steak and wine. We'll okay. Pull out. Uh, go ahead. Soon. We'll pull out another gold and say, go ahead and keep that wine coming. Maybe an extra steak. But I do have one question. Uh, who are these nine... Um, sisters that look exactly alike in the bar. Yeah, so those are just uh, Valachian uh, citizens, just kind of about. You do see a couple individuals that look a little um, little different. Um, let's see. You see two hunter, or two people that are like covered in pelts, and just kind of gruff looks on their face sitting up towards the, the top of the bar, and that would be these two individuals up here. This guy is actually over here in the corner. Kind of, he's, he's got big arm, he's doing this big arm thing, just kind of telling the story, and kind of everybody's sitting watching him. Uh, and these two individuals uh, in the center of the bar are kind of just sitting, drinking, um, not really paying attention to anybody. After uh, seeing the hunters... I'm going to go ahead and grab, like, uh, a little bit of cloth from my bag. Pull the silver sword out just enough for people to see. And kind of begin to just clean off the bottom of the blade quickly. And then resheathe it. <laughs> Perfect. You don't notice anybody, like, overtly go, Ooh, silver. But, uh, you know, somebody could be watching. I don't trust those hunters. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> who's the... So uh, there is... Go ahead. I was going to say, who's the dapper fellow right by us? Uh, so he is he is sitting there, standing in front of this little crowd. And he's uh, colorfully dressed, half-elf, who's sitting there. Um, and he's, he's telling the story. He's just going over and over again... <laughs> just of like these times when his his traveling circus and the tent caught on fire and he's he's talking about how they all everybody had to rush in with buckets and barrels and water and dump it around and it's like we barely made it out it was so hard to put on the the show the next day and he's just kind of going over and over again he's kind of covering story points repeatedly like it's a cool story but he and he wants to keep saying it over and over again 
And at the last minute, Piccolo came in with the smallest of buckets, and he dumped the last douse of water on the last flame. And we were able to continue the show. And everybody starts, like, clapping and like, <laughs> I'm going to very loudly, a very deep, throaty laugh. Oh, this is funny. Bull, I believe you could tell a better story than that. <laughs> Bull will do like a slow clap, walking up. It's like, yes, the show must go on. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What? Oh, hello. For chance. Well, can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. What is your name, uh, per chance? Oh, my name is, uh, my name is Rictavio. And he reaches out his hand. You may have seen, uh, my, my carnival wagon as you walked in. I'm the ringmaster of that, uh, carnival. I was just telling about the time, uh, one of our tents caught on fire and my little, uh, monkey named Piccolo came in and he put the fire out with the last little bucket. Oh, a monkey put out your fire. Well, what? it was a team. It was a it was a team effort with everybody. But uh, Piccolo, he put the final, like the cherry on top, the finishing touch. <laughs> Did we see this uh, this cart walking in? Yeah. So it was that that cart you saw in the the, the kind of uh, roundabout Arasek stock stockyard, and it said Rictavio's Carnival of Wonders, kind of in faded paint, along the side of this uh, carnival wagon. Okay. Like, like, oh, I did, didn't know, realize you were a, a fellow uh, traveling performer. I, I'm, I'm assuming you must have heard of the traveling Avods or the amazing Avods. Uh, I, I cannot say that I have. Uh, what, what was your speci specialty? <laughs> a little bit of everything. In uh, did you have a pet monkey? No, I. Did not keep a, an animal in a cage. We just kind of, you know, well, we had a, a bunch of, of people who specialized in a little bit of everything. Well, that's kind of vague. I mean, I gave a well-detailed story about this this fire. You haven't... Gave a well-detailed story of an accidental fire that almost ruined your whole... Uh, Business, yes, I get. I suppose. Well, you're only as good as your weakest link, and we we hired a a local boy who did not quite know what he was doing, and uh, you know the 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 fire fire swallower, uh, his his torches kind of got out of hands, and uh, you know, the rest is is the story that I just told. Mm, well. Uh I believe that kind of sounds like, uh, you know, maybe you didn't vet your talent uh, properly, but, you know, you can blame the performer. Well, that's, that's all. Uh, no, I would never blame my uh, the fire juggler. I'm blaming the boy who brought the flaming juggles to the fire juggler. Uh, you know, sometimes when you come into a new town, you have to you have to snap, snap. You have to get people in line quickly and, you know. Anyway, that was my story for tonight. Uh, and at this point, you see Donica, the, the woman who took your order, is coming out carrying a, uh, a, a like a paper-wrapped thing with two apples on top. Uh, Rictavio, here, here is your order. 
Uh, and Rectavio says, I, I must be going. I have to go feed my portly friend. Uh, I will see you all later tomorrow. I will tell you a new story about something else. And he's he's going to move and, and start to head out the, the, the building. Yeah. Did he just say he had to go feed his portly friend? Gang, oh. I think I have made my first enemy in this town. Uh, Donica, who's standing there, says, Oh, he is... I mean, I'll let you on on a little secret. The apples are for his horse, who is Drusilla, who's staying in the stables. He is, he is the one person that I told you was staying here. He has that one room. Uh, but his portly friend is, uh, is that, that toy maker. Uh, he's, you know, he's just doing him a favor and bringing him, uh, that was wolf's, wolf steak in there. My eyes are going to lock straight to Harvey. Don't you fucking think about it. We're not eating the horse. It's not happening. No, we take the horse with us. Last time you said that, you tried to eat it. Or try and get us to eat it. So, just no. Just no. Uh, Tack, I notice you're, you're standing at the door. What's what's going on with you as uh, Rectavio's starting to make his way? Just frowning. The whole time. <laughs> just sighing. Uh, I'm waiting for a key... <laughs> or directions to the room to be proffered <laughs> at this juncture. The tech's done with today. He's definitely <laughs> done with dueling storytellers. <laughs> so, at this point, Rictavio does leave the building, and you see Erwin, um, the man with the salt and pepper beer, come out. He's got a big tray of food, and he starts setting it out at that open table. Uh, here, sit, sit. Uh hot beef beet hot beet soup and a couple wolf steaks and uh wine for everybody I would I brought you I I do believe I have the keg has run dry for the uh the purple grape mash number three you have gotten the last uh bits of that so enjoy thank you the dregs my favorite I don't well, usually uh, drink, but oh, looking at this see. today, screw it. Tonight is the <laughs> night, my friend. Push my goblet towards Cass. <laughs> I feel you need that, my friend. It's just a nod. As <laughs> I don't pull it closer. <laughs> Oh, I should say he left keys on the table as well. Um, yeah, don't want to forget these. He comes back and he takes the keys out of his pocket, puts them down. <laughs> uh, you will have uh, the three the three rooms upstairs. Uh, feel free, when you are done here, to make your way up there. I'll reveal those for you. Um, it, they're up a little bit on the map. Battle map of rooms, huh? I thought you were talking about Rictavio left his keys. I was like, oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you have the rooms that are connected with the outside stairs, so you will have to go outside and up the staircase. And he'll point up to that balcony on the uh, east side of the, the building there on the second floor. 
Uh, your rooms are right up there. Out of curiosity, is uh, is it possible to uh, barricade the door from the other side uh, once we get inside? Our, our, our doors do lock. Um, yes, they do. I asked about the barricade, not a lock. <laughs> well, I mean, our, I, that is, I cannot say I've ever had this question. Um, you can put the dresser in front of the door. Is that enough, or do you need... Do you need more than that? That will have to do. Thank um, you. Cur- curious. What might you be barricading yourself from? Everything. If I might ask. They have nightmares. I'm scared of everything. It makes me feel better. I and with that, I will pull the bowl of soup closer and just... I... And guzzle <laughs> my, my muzzle into it. I have run this in for far too long. I know exactly when to walk away. And he heads back. Passes downing as many goblins as he can at this point. He's like, nah, screw it. Not not tonight. Not tonight. (laughs) Tack's going to take one of the keys, grab a wolf steak, grab his goblet of wine, and walk out the front door. I'm, yeah, I'm okay. gonna follow Tack, by the way. All right, with the same thing. All right, um, and at that point, you see when you guys walk out, you see Rictavio. He's way down uh, the main path that you guys came in on. He's working down that way. Um, okay, so which which room are are you taking? I imagine Irina and uh, Ismark are going to be in the room with four beds. Um, so they'll they'll be kind of paired together, and then there's room for two more. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be going in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I should get there too. Okay. What's uh? So Avi and Tack, you guys head outside upstairs. Uh, what's what's everybody else doing down in the bar? I'm eating Cass's wolf steak. That's what I'm Drinking. doing. <laughs> this is it. This is Cass's whole night. And you'd see these, these four, uh, five. Nope, I grabbed, I grabbed a bowl in there. We don't want that. Um, <laughs> you see these people just kind of, they're getting up, they're cleaning their plates, and and they're heading out, outside, leaving that that big table open. Bowl's gonna go take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll swoop over there like immediately right after they leave, and uh, I guess motion the rest of the crew yeah, over. Yeah, it's a bigger, bigger table. Um, Ismark turns to everybody that's still sitting at the table. Uh, I'm thank you all for getting us here. Although our task is not done, we do need to make way to the church first thing in the morning. Um, yeah. The uh, the father there, Lucian, he will he will know what to do, and uh, and he'll turn to Irina at this point, and Irina, you will be safe. Now, what exactly are you expecting this uh, father to do? From what I have heard, is he he watches over the only hollowed places that uh, Strahd and his minions cannot step foot on. 
So it, uh, it is very important that we, we get Irina there. She will be safe. It is the, the last bastion of holy land that Strahd is forbidden to go. And that's the church and not the whole town. I saw a bunch of, well, I mean, you saw them too, a bunch of werewolf heads outside of town. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Um, I mean, that is, that is the woods that separate the two villages. I mean, I cannot speak for all of Valaki, but I know that this church is okay. So we're all good after this, right? That's it. We'll head out in the morning, and then <clears throat> your sister is safe. Yes. And then we're good. And then, and then we are good. But uh, like I was speaking yesterday or earlier today, M- Myrna, I think this conversation was with you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Uh, You're right. Because for some reason she became the mom of the group. I'm not entirely sure how that happened. So. And Tack is the dad. <laughs> Be careful I'm turning the creepy uncle. Whoa. No, too late. Paul's got that covered. That whole animated armor discussion has already cemented his role there. Why well, be the dad when you can be the cool uncle? Um, Sorry, off track. <laughs> um, Like our previous discussion... My, my focus will be turned to you all and figure out why you are here. There, there's a reason travelers come to Barovia. And most of the time they become Strahd's playthings, but my gut tells me that your stories are all different. So I, when we leave here, we uh, we need to figure out. I mean, because I assume you all want to get out of here. You cannot freely just walk through the gates that you came in. So my my goal is to help you figure out. This is a strong word, but what your destiny is. One does not simply walk out of Barovia. Got it. You beat me to it. <laughs> Your first time. Um, so, <laughs> let me get this straight. You, are you telling me after tomorrow when we go to the church, we cannot just leave? Is that what you are telling me? I cannot just walk back through the gates? Yes. It is what Strahd's plan is for you. Then, by all means. But if... Like I said, you are here as his plaything. He is going to continue to torment. But there is a third option. You are here to destroy Strahd and rid this land of this this devilish man. Uh, maybe that is wishful thinking. And he's he's gonna like kind of slouch back a little bit, grab his wine. 
Now, what is it exactly that Strahd wants with uh, Irina here? It, it, it has been said that when you die here in Barovia and you have a soul, your soul is transferred to a new body. And and I know I know what Strahd wants because he has come for Irina constantly and without question. And I believe that she has the soul of a previous love of his. Oh, so he's a creep. Fantastic. So he is, he's wanting her for his own. I believe, I believe her name was Tatiana. Um, it is my belief and it was my father's belief that Irina has the soul of Tatiana, who had the, the eye of Strahd many, many centuries ago. But sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, definitely a creep. <laughs> but what if he's wrong? Maybe you uh, are Tatiana reincarnate. <laughs> um, I mean, he has not come for me in the way that he has for her yet. Yet. And I, Irina's going to kind of, like, lean into the conversation a little bit. One of... And you can tell she's, like, she's got a, a lump in her throat here. And really kind of stressed around the eyes and, and tight around her, her lips and her eyes. And her face is just kind of, like, coming in on itself. One of, one of the only things I remember from that night... Right before he... Everything goes black, I heard... I saw Strahd's face. And I heard him say the name Tatiana. Like, oh, Tatiana. And then after that, everything went black. And I, I remember nothing. And I... The next thing I know, I was... In my bed back at home, being... Being nursed by my brother. What? Um, just thrown out. Uh, what ifs? What would happen if perhaps you, Irina, were actually to be wed? Would uh, Strahd then move along? Does he believe in? Um, I guess would he would he still pursue if you were married, or could we just be done of this? Is is Mark's fists slammed down on the table? No. That will not ever be a thing that happens. It is not Irina's wish. It is not my wish. It is not... It is... That is Strahd's wish, and it is only his wish. To take and take and make her something that she is not. And Irina steps in a little bit, and... 
It is... Uh, my brother is right. It is... Nobody here has been in that proximity, close proximity of Strahd. And I, I, I saw into his eyes right before I blacked out and everything I saw. It was, it was of nightmares. It was of the devil himself. It was of fire and brimstone and, and death came pouring out of his eyes. And I would like that we do not entertain that, that outcome for me. Please. Oh, I, I'm, I think y'all might have misunderstood. I meant if one of, I guess, our party married Irina, and then Strahd would be like, mm, you know, she's married now. I, I, I must find another love. I spit soup. <laughs> red beet, dark red beet soup comes out, staining any napkins. <laughs> And let's move on to another topic. And just staring at Bull. Shall we? I... It's been a long day. And I think we are all at the ends of our wits. It might be best to finish and go to sleep. And see what the church brings us. News the church brings us in the morning. Go ahead, I'm going to stay down here for a little while longer. I'll, I'll pause there and I'll, I'll go to Avi and, and Tack. As you guys are, are heading up outside and upstairs. And as you come back in that doorway, you can see down over the uh, the balcony and you can see the rest of your party having that conversation. Move to the bigger table. You see everybody else kind of just scurrying around. You do, do see two, uh, two kids running around down there like you get this aerial top-down view now and you see them just kind of like in and out weaving in and out just kind of peeking in pockets and just just zipping around everywhere well i'm gonna go to the room that tack is not going to okay. and and do the rooms have windows in them uh yeah so so I'm, each each it, room has uh the 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 two rooms with two beds have two windows um, that look out over the entrance, um, and then the the room with four beds has three windows. So I want to try and see if I can see where uh, that circus guy went. Okay. Um, so you're going in one of these, the the bedrooms with two, two. Yes, two. correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go into the other one with two, whichever one Avi opts <laughs> not to doesn't right. make any difference to me. <laughs> well, do you guys want to pick pick your rooms and then I'll I'll go top. Okay. And Avi, do you have dark vision? Uh. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're that fire genasty. You get the dark right. visions. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cast yeah. Me. Um. Uh, you don't have to rub it in, but all right. None, none for the water <laughs> genasty. <laughs> yeah. No, deep water doesn't matter, but fire guy a... who can make fire apparently <laughs> also has dark vision. <laughs> Should have kept that up in my noggin, you know, as I was just reminding myself. Oh. It's fine! It's fine. I don't take it personally at all. all right. So, Avi, I'm gonna, I'll move you into this bedroom here. That top one, since Tack took the bottom one. College, he thinks. Yeah, you can give me a perception check. I'd say with disadvantage, since it is dark, and by this time, he's he's way down the road. 
Uh, sure. Sure. Sixteen, double sixteens. Uh, plus four is twenty. Very nice. Ooh, very nice. Um, so you see him just kind of uh just strolling down the street. Since your your windows look down that main path that you came in on, and he's about halfway to the to the gate, like he's just moving way down that way. He you can't really tell where he's going, but he is on that main road moving way down there. I'll say he's um. Yeah, he's about halfway. I was gonna ping you, but you're not on the map. But yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's still moving down that main path. Is he looking? I, I don't he, know, like suspicious, he's, or is he just? Uh, no, he's got a good pace to him. Um, but he's he doesn't look like he's not like ducking in and out of shadows or anything. He's just, you know, a good pace. Sure. Like he's going somewhere. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know. Just try and keep an eye where he goes. Okay. I'm going to say after a certain bit, he does kind of go out of view, just, you know, uh, with it being so far away and dark. He does kind of disappear. Okay. You don't you don't see if he went left, right, or continued down, but about halfway down, you do start to lose him. Can you see his horse in the stable? Um, You could check the stable. But I can't see it from my window. No. Okay, that's fine. Attack. Uh, what, what are you doing up in your room? I lock the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I get out my spell book and I study. And if anyone knocks, I ignore it. And after about an hour and a half, I go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> Real page turner. Um. <laughs> oh. Read your Grishams. Uh, as you're just getting settled, you hear these pounding footsteps coming up across the way out in the balcony. And then you hear a door open, a door slam real quick. And everybody that's down in the in the bar, you hear it, you see it too. Is the the two boys ran up and they went through their uh, into this door here, slammed the door real quick and. Uh, we'll go back downstairs. What's, what's everybody doing here? Well, I mean, if Ismark and Irina are going to go up to sleep, I probably should follow. So I probably will, um, as I stand up, put my hand on Cass's shoulder and say, Make sure you stay on guard. If you are going to be down here for a while. And I will cast Cure Wounds on Cass. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, Ismark and Irina... We'll, they'll, they'll head outside and go up the stairs and head to their room. Um, I'll take these two beds there. Uh, so that leaves Bowl and Cass. He's still still downstairs. All right, that's going to be 10 points for Cass. Ooh. i got to go get my dice. It flew away. Run a, what, runaway die. Runaway D8. Never <clears throat> coming back. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh god. Uh yeah. Cass is gonna kinda just let everyone leave as Myrna kinda uh Myrna kinda pats him on the shoulder, he's just gonna kinda nod and say, Yeah, yeah, I know. And then grab whatever wine is left at the table (laughs) and just start going to town. Okay. 
Bull, what are you doing down there? I think Bull is probably drinking a little wine with Cass, but keeping an eye out on the rest of the patrons and seeing, I don't know, if they're doing anything suspicious, I guess. Uh, yeah, give me a perception check. That's a 16. You hear the two, the two men sitting in the middle. You hear, you can't quite make it all out, but you do hear the name uh, Fiona. No, you hear the mother. Mother Vachter is the name paired together. And you hear the, <laughs> you hear the word cult. And I can't believe it kind of like in this sentence. Mother Vachter, cult, can't believe it. Okay. He'll, um, I guess tap Cass on the shoulder or the leg. I don't know how how far Cass away is away from him. Like, hey, uh, Jack, can you lean in over here? So, there's a mother Wagner, uh, some sort of cult, and you know, actually, that's all I heard. You're so lucky, Cass is a light drinker. <laughs> Kind of turns go. Cult. Really? Cult in this place. I think everything is a cult in this place. Everything. Yeah, I, that's, I suppose that's a possibility, but you know, we're newcomers in here. We could be, you know, the first to be. I mean, that's not wrong, but you know. Everybody can... Uh, everyone can handle themselves. Although, well, he's like, got to kind of... kind of scan across uh, the, the, the bar and just... Yeah... I don't think we've got much to worry about. We're fine. Bullshit. To be fair, I think about four out of five of us can handle ourselves, but... Uh... Ass just sinks a little bit deeper into that bottle. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about uh, somebody else in the party that is not here at the moment, presently. Actual silence from cats. <laughs> He's just shortly after you see these two men stand up and walk on out. And, and as they. As they kind of get up and turn and face you guys, you and look you head on, you see that they do carry some of the same features, like their nose and chin line are, are much in the same. As in twins? As it not twins, but definitely like siblings. Related. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of looking go. See? There you go. Two more leaving. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Couple more patrons get up and walk out as the evening starts to die down. Um, those two two fur clad, uh, dour looking men are still sitting over there. Huge like broad axes next to them, long sword, and they're just kind of just doing their nightly nightly routine of, of drinking them out of uh, wine that they have. Who did you say uh, this cult belongs to? Who did you say we have to look out for? 
uh, I believe this had Lady Vakna, but the, the two that were discussing this just walked out. Do we want to follow or? Vakna. Right, okay. Um, I mean, kind of going to take a second look around. Who else is in this bar right now? Uh, just a few uh, patrons sitting up towards the north side next to those uh, two two men. Not together, but just left in that corner. You do see uh, Donica and Erwin kind of doing any last wrap-ups or kind of putting the caps on the on the on some of the kegs that are tapped, uh, coming in and out from the back room, wash rag, getting everything cleaned up, starting to put chairs up where the tables are. Um, no longer being used. Aska, uh, look towards the door. Look towards the ball. Fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Alright, that's a can-do spirit cast. He will grab his, um, I guess, glass of my- wine and bring it with him. Oh, mine's coming too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not sure whether it's a glass or a bottle at this point, but. <laughs> uh, so you're heading outside. We want to follow the two culty people, or the people who are talking about the cult. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you guys head out, um, and you see them moving down that main path uh, that that you guys came in on. Um, give me uh. Give me a stealth check. And I'm going to say with disadvantage for Cass and, and a regular stealth, just a straight stealth check for uh, Bull. Scale armor, I'm already at disadvantage. <laughs> All right, then. Can't get any worse than that. Roll three times and take the worst. <laughs> That's 18 for Bull. Okay. You're right. It can't get worse than that. <laughs> That's a not one. Oh yeah, I do it. <laughs> um, so just as these these two men get to a corner, and they look like they're going to turn left at the the first intersection, they're going to turn left. Uh, Cash, you you trip and stumble, and you spill, and your wine hits the ground and kind of makes a tumble. They stop and turn around. Can I help you? I hope so. We wouldn't have followed you. Just oh. want to ask some questions. That's now, all. You, now you're following us. Oh, hold on. No, no, we're not following y'all. This my friend's just a little drunk here. It's actually his birthday, and he might have had uh, a a bit too much to drink, as you can see. Hey, you might want to get him up to a room. You know, we'll probably go ahead and do that. Uh, do you know a good spot? Where Where are y'all heading? Well, we're going to go to our house. And I imagine you got a room at the Blue Water Inn. So you might want to turn around. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Kaz is going to go ahead and kind of pull a copper coin out of his uh, pouch. Just go, Penny for your thoughts real quick. Sir. So, we heard you chatting about some kind of weird 
club Tropicana thing, and <laughs> we were we were wondering uh, what, what 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 a little bit more about that. That's all. And he looks at. They both look at you, Bull. You need to get this guy back inside. Obviously, he is not well. We're yeah. gonna be. We're gonna be about our way. You be about yours. And they're gonna turn, and they they're gonna start walking up that that street that they took the left on. I thought the whole point was we were meant to be asking them questions. I think the whole point was we we were supposed to stealthily follow them, but uh. Bull call out, be seeing y'all around. You should have told me. I have a lighter shirt than this in my bag. What? It makes less noise. It's not as chunky. Cass, so, you are. You know. You know, come on. And he'll, like, put his arm around Cass and kind of, like, steer him towards the outside stairs. Up towards our rooms are <laughs> probably best. Uh, yeah, like as the as the air has kind of begun to hit, I feel like that's just made it worse. Oh. As uh, as balls put the arm around, like he just looks towards ball and just goes, "We fought fucking werewolves today. That's weird. I haven't I haven't fought werewolves before." <laughs> You guys are stumbling up top, and I imagine are up on the upper balcony. Yeah, you know, I I don't think I have either, but here, and he'll hand the rest of his wine to Cass. He's like, I think maybe you should finish this off and pop into bed here. Yeah, you're always full of good ideas. (laughs) That is what I'm known for. I'm going to go ahead and stagger wherever Bull is throwing me. <laughs> uh, so you come up. Uh, yeah, what doors are you checking? You... So none of you have a key, so you ju- you're you just kind of... Well, <laughs> all, all three keys have been claimed. Point of order, I would have waited up for the two of them because I do plan on barricading that door. Okay, okay. So I would have waited to hear them coming up and... All right. So I, here, I I'll, imagine... I'll even make myself stand in the hallway like the grumpy mom. Would that make you feel better? There you go. <laughs> yeah, so as as you hear the stumbling and rumbling and incoherent conversation, you kind of pop your head out. Hey, hey, Marina, I'm just... Marina! It's been a while. Yes, it has been uh, 30 minutes. <clears throat> I, th- I think somebody. What was that? Go ahead, Adam. <laughs> I, I think somebody may have uh, slipped something into Cass's drink here. Uh, I was arm wrestling that big fella in the corner, and I beat him. And while I wasn't paying attention, Cass uh, got visibly much more drunk than when I, I left him. I don't remember that part. Exactly. You don't remember that at all. It'll be Patty Cass on the shoulder. I am not even going to question it. Where will you be sleeping tonight? Yes. <laughs> okay, you are do it. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to check tax door because it's the closest. 
and yeah, find it is locked. It's locked. So I will try and open Avi's door and finding it unopened <laughs> or um unlocked, I will just <laughs> gesture for Cass to go take the other bed. Yeah, I'm not I'm not asleep though. So I, I was watching out the window the whole time. Oh, and all of a sudden your door just opens. <laughs> so so Avi, you did see uh <laughs> Cass and Bull uh walk down and <laughs> immediately come right back uh kind of trailing those two men good night <laughs> well cash you coming in and just plant yeah just 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 this kind right. of this stagger this nod and then just all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, do you it... mind if i borrow your um dresser to barricade the door uh, no, yeah, go ahead. I'm not using it. Alright. I will make sure the door is locked, and I will right. put the dresser in front of it. Okay. So, you're back there. Uh, where where we got? Okay. I guess, Bull, do you want to follow and take the fourth bed? <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to go? Yeah, Bull would probably go in there, since he only needs to sleep half of the night anyways. Elves. Else. Daikinis. Um. I'm gonna, as Cass is passed out, I'm gonna. Cass. Cass. Are you awake? <laughs> hey. Am I awake? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. I don't think we got to the level where <laughs> we're totally passed out, but y- you're feeling it. What were you doing, mm-hmm. Cass? Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you doing? Drinking. Outside? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, we were looking. We were looking for her. We were. We were. We were following a person for for a thing, and um. Bull didn't say that we had to do the sneaky bit, so I just kind of, and then we were good. Yeah, I mean, I could hear you up here. It was crazy. Not that I was watching. Didn't mean to be. Didn't mean to be that loud. Okay. Okay. That's bad. Okay, I can kind of see. Okay. And I'm going to try to look towards uh, the room where Bull walked in. Just, I can, I can kind of, okay, yeah. <laughs> or at least what I, what I think is the right direction. Yeah, so as you kind of sit up, you do see things start to kind of spin, and it's kind of just knocks you right back down. Nope, okay, staying here, staying here. Uh, <laughs> Bull, where are you at? Uh I think Bull would be in in the room with uh, the okay. siblings, and okay. probably the bed closest to the door. All right. Yeah, Tack, you get room all to yourself, man. Lucky you. That was the plan. It wasn't luck. <laughs> First one to leave with the key gets to pick a room. <laughs> I got dibs on top bunk. Uh... Yeah. So Bull. You don't want to sleep me... with drunk Cass or inquisitive Bull. So. Um. At this point. Avi, are you still up? Tack, are you still up? Tack is probably still awake, but dozing as he reads the... Okay. As his remorse. 
Uh, would I guess Myrna would be awake depending on if Bull was going to go into trance for the first half or not. I think they would probably go into trance, or I mean, I guess right, it would be if you wanted to take first watch or not. Either way. If you would have gone into trance out of habit so that you would have had the early morning hours, then I would be awake right now. That works. Okay. Then, uh, so yeah, give me a Avi. What are you awake or? Sleep? Uh, not for. I'll probably sleep the last six. So I'll be up for like another two hours. Okay. Just and I'm so, practicing like the flame in and out of my hand. Yep. So Avi and Mirna, give me a perception check. Oof. Oh, 22. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Leaps and bounds. <laughs> Leaps and bounds over his uh, five stealth check. Uh, you hear footsteps coming up the stairs outside. Not your stairs, but the stairs across the way. And all, all action and anything has died down downstairs. All the lights have been turned... All the lights have been turned off. Candles have been put out. Oil lamps have been put out. Uh, there's nothing moving down there. But you do hear some footsteps coming up the stairs. Um, I'm going to put my I mean, ear up to the... That what you will. Yeah, I'm going to put my ear up to the door and see okay. if I can hear where they go. Okay. It, yeah, I probably would try and open the door just to be able to hear a little okay. better. Yeah, you hear you hear them come up on that landing and just moving across, and you hear a door open, and you, Mirna, you can just see Rictavio coming in and moving into his room, and now close the door, lock behind it. Avi, with that twenty-two, you you hear it. Can't see who though. Yeah, you didn't see who it was, but you. You could hear and put together that it is the the further south room um, that did open and close. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else want to do anything? Uh, of those that are up. <laughs> no, nope. I'll probably just go to bed. Waiting it out. Okay. Yeah. So time starts to go on. You're you're going through your watch. Um, Ismark is pretty restless. Irina is out. Um, you you can hear outside of your windows some some cause of uh, the crows that those ravens that you saw out there. Every now and then they they kind of go off and it's almost like a succession. They you know it's kind of they're moving down the line. You know like what is what is that from 101 Dalmatians where they bark at each other, and it's just like moving down the line over and over again. Uh, and it's it's every so often, not like constant, but every now and then you hear the, the caw out there. Um, time goes on. Mirna, if you're going to wake up uh, Bull, now would be the time. Avi, I imagine, you know, a couple hours went by, you went to sleep. Yeah, I probably would start shaking Bull around the end of his normal trance. Okay. After a couple nights, I figure... Bull. Bull, it is your turn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, any, any problems? Anything I should know about? <clears throat> the only thing I saw was that the, the ringleader 
Victavio. He seems to be staying in the home, or to the south side of the building. Rictavio staying here? Yes. Okay. You are All just right. going to stay here, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll be in, in this hallway uh, right right in front of us. Do not move the dresser. And I will curl up in bed and go to sleep or try. Yep. Oh, anything you want to do on your watch? I think on his watch, he'd probably just be, uh, he'd have like a coin that he's just practicing, like flipping over his fingers, uh, just to, you know, keep the sleight of hand thing going, nimble, just practice. Okay. All right. Perfect. So the rest of the night kind of goes off the same calling of crows out there. You, you start to, some sunrise starts to come in and breaking through into some of your windows. Again, it's that muffled very muted sunrise it's it's not very um energetic or awe-inspiring uh, but it does kind of pierce through the some of the cracks in your in the in the shades that you have drawn um you start to hear some footsteps kind of clunking down the stairs and and like the bars the inn is coming alive and a successful long rest then yeah long rest for everybody <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> uh, Cash, you got a you got a little bit of headache, but uh, you know everything else is good. I've got a lot of a headache. <laughs> uh, Ismark's gonna get up. Okay. Uh, to, today's the day I've been waiting for for a long time. We get breakfast and we make our way to the church. Oh. I guess I should go and move the barricade from the door then, shouldn't I? So I'm going to go do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, thank you. Tech's going to go downstairs and go ahead and get breakfast ordered, paid oh, for. Oh yeah, coffee, bacon, eggs. Yeah, I'll okay. wake up and make sure Cass is More wine, alive. because Cass is going to need it. Yep. Hair of the dog that bit you. I am assuredly the lost awake. <laughs> yep. So as you as you start to pile down the stairs, uh, you see there's nobody in there um, except Erwin uh, and Donica are behind the bar. You can you can get some aroma of uh, some breakfast being being uh, started in the back room there. You do see Rictavio sitting in the corner, kind of leaning back, sipping sipping some tea. He's got a little 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 uh, cup and saucer, sipping some tea. Who who I don't I can't remember who was the first one down. You can, you can move your your tokens if you'd like, or just grab a new token and we can have tokens on every level. Woo! Tokens. I'll, I'll probably wait for Cass. Ah. <laughs> Noon time. <laughs> Noonish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think Tack was the first one down. Yeah. So Tack, uh, you you see an empty empty in, other than the two um, purveyors. And then Rictavio in the corner. Yeah, I'll put a, mm. a gold piece down on the counter and oh, breakfast and more Thank wine. You. you want breakfast? Okay. Uh, I hope uh, it's going to be wolf steak on the on the menu again. It'll be fine. I do. I do believe we have uh, some other vegetables that we can grill up and throw in there. 
don't bother to cook the steak this time. Just put it on the plate. Whoa. Ah. Uh, does that go for all of you? No, the, re- the rest of us would like cooked <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I shouldn't even charge for an uncooked steak. Uh, he just, he's got like this that two-pronged... Is like you stop you. <laughs> he's got this two-pronged fork. He just picks up and kind of puts it down on this plate, slides it across, uh, and then I will cook the rest, obviously. Uh, I, I assume all amenities were to the liking and everything was nice. Rooms were clean. Quite agreeable. Good. Um, we have had less than nights. That is that is good to hear. Uh, we try. Um, I, I will say there will be no breakfast wines. Um, our kegs went fully out last night. No beer? Nothing? Uh, unfortunately, no. Our shipment is overdue. Oh, well. <laughs> Not really my problem. Oh well. Side quest. <laughs> Fuck you. Side quest. <laughs> I was trying to be oh, nice. Oh wait, yeah. it just oh, occurred right to me why. Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, this is my third playthrough of Skyrim. I'm trying to beat it this time. No side quest. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, our shipment is overdue. I have no idea where they are, but when they come, I will let you know. Well, walks as surprised. Can you just give us um, uh, seven glasses of water? No, no, no. Just uh, empty glasses, wine glasses, or oh. whatever you got. Yes, the there is a well outside. You can feel free to uh, fill them up if you'd like. Yep, totally. But yeah, he'll he'll gather <laughs> some wine or some glasses, some goblets. Kind of push them forward. Uh, the rest of the the stakes will be up in a minute. Bull will bring the glasses to whatever table we have uh, secured, and he will take the two wine pouches that he had from um, first session and start filling up the glasses. <laughs> Questionable wine there. <laughs> yeah, you have you have enough there for like one round. Uh, by the, at this point, they're kind of you know you're starting to wring the uh, the wine skins dry. Uh, but you do get seven goblets full. Cass will wake up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Couple minutes pass by, uh, you know, five, six minutes. Uh, your stakes do come out and get placed in front of you. Oh, where did you get this wine? That is... Danica told me we were out. She seems to always have something up her sleeve. Well, I happen to have a couple of pouches filled with wine if you would like to purchase them. What? (laughs) (laughs) Is this, uh... (laughs) Is this, uh... And he's gonna, like, stick his pinky in one and kind of taste it. This is not... Purple Grape Mash. It is not, uh... This is not Red Dragon Crush. This is none of my wineness. Where did this come from? This actually came from um, a very, very uh, well-known wine cellar back in Barovia named... um, We stole it from the Vistani. Belasco. Valentin Belasco. That's what I was looking for, that name. 
This is not the, the Wizard of Wines winery. I have... I've never heard of this Valentin Velasco. Now Vistani, I have heard of. You stole this from Vistani. Any of you... Or borrowed it. Or <laughs> bought it. I don't really any... remember. Did any of you walk away feeling a little different? Oh, we all made a couple friends. I think we all walked away a little oh. different. Our hearts were fuller. If you can walk away from a Vistani encounter with friends, you did well. Sometimes you walk away with some sort of uh, new pain. <laughs> some sort of curse. I don't know. I feel like they left a poor taste in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, a bit. <laughs> it's got a weird mouthfeel. Uh, Alright, well... Uh, Big plans today here in Malaki. Did you? Don't tell me. Why are you here, Link? That is a good question. And I'll say at this point, Irina and uh, Ismark are down. They, they're making their way down. <clears throat> so their bodyguards all left. I mean, my God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, they would follow Mirna. I would say. I'm going to look to them to see if they would like to share their business. But I'm keeping my mouth shut. Uh, they kind of stay rather tight-lipped, and Erwin comes in. Well, you did just miss the... Uh, we had some werewolf... Not werewolf, but wolven festival where we sacrificed a bunch. I mean, surely you saw the pikes out in front. Uh, but surely you didn't come for the, uh, what's this new one? The, uh, the Burgermeister is throwing every week. It's a new event. I think he's calling this one the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Surely you did not come all this way for this festival. All right. Well, you are here for something. But again, I am a smart person. I have done this a long time. I know when to walk away. Uh, and he kind of he's gonna kind of you know say his goodbyes and go back to the, in the back of the room and into that door through the to what you can imagine is the kitchen he's a smart man he knows when to walk away uh, Ismark's gonna chime in so if uh, if, if we are ready we go, we get moving yes okay uh, you know, after after fighting those werewolves, this wolf steak, I guess it tastes like, uh, kind of like victory. A small victory. The bigger one will come today. A little gamey, but yes, a victory. <laughs> uh, anybody want to do anything else? Otherwise, we're kind of heading. We're going to rouse those two upstairs? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Avi and Kat. Yeah, Avi's just there. like laying awake, <laughs> waiting for cast to move. That thing where you you're over at your friend's house, right? And you wake up before they do. <laughs> Why is he sleeping? Oh. Um, no, I'll probably I'll give it like after I've heard everybody else leave, I'll give it like ten more minutes and then go down. Maybe catching the tail end of that conversation. Uh, cast, what what's what's your plan there? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead, and when I wake up, I'm going to take a look around. Oh, 
hold my head in my hands, pick up my trident, and drag my sorry ass downstairs. <laughs> the, you're dragging the trident behind you, and every time you yeah, step yeah, down, it's dunk, dunk, dunk. <laughs> <laughs> just don't have the strength to pick it up today. <laughs> you come in, and as as you make your way into the bar, coming in from that outside, you see everybody starting to like take their final bites and kind of finish their drink and uh, get stuff ready. Hey, Corey Hickson, thanks for the raid. Party of eight. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so you see people start to get up and kind of pack up and start heading towards. They're like almost meeting you at the door as you come in. I hand him a glass of wine <laughs> as we're on our way out the door. You're going to need that. <laughs> yeah, I'll kind of just grab like a steak and just like hand over. No plate, no napkin, just take it, eat. I'm a vegetarian. But... It's fish. It's fish. I don't, I don't think it is, but I mean... Didn't say you had to of... eat it, I just said I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just point towards the uh, the wine glass and just go, Do I really, though? <laughs> Do I really? It'll help. It'll help. I'll just kind of take a small sip and just... Yep. Okay. Fine. And then kind of attempt to bring my trident back up, take a look, nah, and just <laughs> continue dragging it behind me. It's too much. Before you, before you guys leave, you see uh, Ismark go back to Erwin and, and uh, do you know we are looking for St. Andro's Church? Can you point me in the right direction? The, the little conversation goes on and he points to where St. Andrew's Church is. Uh, as everybody, we're moving, migrating out of there. So you should see the, oh, the map yeah. of Valaki. And you're making your way further into town, heading west, going towards here is the St. Andrew's Church. Anybody want to do anything as we move, or we can kind of fast travel to the church? Let's right. get rid of the baggage and then have a look around. <laughs> um, That's fair. So as you, you make your way down and you see again, like, some houses have their curtains open, some don't. Um, you can see some light, some occupants in there kind of roaming around. Um, a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a few um, carts and such are, are making their way towards the center of town uh, to start the day. Uh, but as you approach this church towards the end of this, this street uh, in Valaki, you see it's just this slouching, centuries-old stone church with this bulging steeple in the back and walls lined with cracked stained glass windows depicting pious saints. A fence of wrought iron encloses the garden of gravestones next to the church. A thin mist creeps among the graves. And you are approaching. Um... Yes, heading right in. Can I look around and see if anyone is following? I'm probably keeping an eye out for, uh, was it Rictavio in yeah. specifically? Or okay. those two guys that um, cast blundered the <laughs> stakeout mission? <laughs> uh, yeah, give me a give me a perception check. Uh, that is a twelve. Ooh, twelve. Um, you can't. 
see anybody particularly uh, kind of peeking around corners and, and checking you out. You just see that the hustle and bustle of starting a day. There's a lot more foot traffic here than you than in the village of Barovia. Uh, a lot more kind of commerce going on and a lot more uh, people just ready to start a day, even though some of them do have a sour look on their face. There's still stuff to do. Um, so th there's a lot more people to kind of like pick through. Uh, and yeah, you don't see anybody in particular that you saw last night looking for you. So you guys make your way to this church. Uh, opening up, going in, you see it's much like the the same church in, in the village of Barovia. Kind of one big uh, mass gathering place, a couple rooms off to the side. Uh, you see what is Father Lucian Petrovich, kind of with his robes. He's, his back is to you. Um, he's kind of preparing things and, and working uh, next to uh, this altar up at the at the front of the church. There is a young boy next to him, and um, coming out and walking towards you is kind of this brawny, um, broad-shouldered uh, younger man um, who's got a, a, sh a shovel over his sh shoulder. He's walking by you, and he kind of like gives you the little nod as he walks right past you. Oh, I believe that that is that is father. We should go. Go ahead and speak with him. Again, I... I have to be the man, I guess. So. It is your sister. <laughs> Go. Uh, he, he makes his way, kind of like moving through the main aisle. Uh, excuse me, Father uh, Lucian, is it... We, we would like to speak with you. And uh, he turns around, and he's kind of a... He's, he's, a, he's a thin man got great hair kind of uh kind of swept to the side a little bit a little bit of a stubble he shaved yesterday uh oh yes my child what what can i help you with uh, you you may not know me but you uh, knew my father uh burgermeister koyanovich from the village of barovia he had nothing but good things to say about here and we have a special <laughs> we have a special task uh, a request of you uh, well yes come come into my uh, we'll come into my office and we'll sit down and get more comfortable uh, and he turns to the 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 younger boy that was standing next to him uh, Yeska uh, I need you to pr finish prepping for later this evening uh, while I speak with these people and he kind of looks past you. And he says uh, to the person that walked by, Mille Vosges, make sure uh, th those graves are dug to the proper depth this time. No no more shortchanging. Okay, uh, yes, this way uh, we can all kind of have a little more privacy. Uh, I did not, your name, I mean, I knew your father kind of, and he's saying this as he's walking. Um, uh, but you are, you must be his boy. Uh, what was, what was your name? I cannot remember. Uh, it, uh, my name is Ismark. Thank you. And this is my sister, Irina. And by this point, I'm going to talk to myself for a while here, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are Sorry. moving in, into his, uh, into his office. There's enough kind of chairs. There's a big desk where he takes, takes point behind 
Ah, uh, yes, it has been time, some time since I have heard from your father. But what can I ask of you? Or what can you, what do you need of me? Um, and Ismark comes in. We need you to provide a safe haven for my sister Irina. He has become, he's caught the eye of uh, Strahd himself. And I know that this is the only hallowed ground that is of protection, that can offer that protection. And he, uh, Father Lucian kind of settles himself in his chair a little bit. Well, that is, that was once true. Um, uh, we've had some unfortunate events befall us recently in the, uh, the pieces that were keeping this of uh, this place hollowed have been stolen. Uh, the bones of Saint Andrew are no longer here. So I'm a, I hate to say that this is no longer hollowed ground, and it is only a matter of time before Strahd finds out, unless we get those bones back. So, unfortunately, tax size heavily. <laughs> And Myrna's gonna grunt. I'm. I'm. Mm. Unfortunately, I cannot provide that safe haven for you at this moment. So you've gone and filled the ground up, is what you're saying. Well. Hallowed, not hollow. <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. Sorry. So much. <laughs> yes, it is a term meaning impenetrable by evil forces. Uh, they were kept underneath the, the main altar and recently we saw the floorboards dealt with. Earth had been moved and these pieces have been moved as well. You don't have a monster in your basement, do you? <laughs> I already dealt with that once. <laughs> um, we there is no basement here. Uh, I, so no, not that I know of. And at this point, uh, Yeska, uh, the little altar boy, comes in. Uh, Father, I'll, I think we are all prepped. Everything has been set up for this evening. Very, very good, Yaska. Uh, just have a have a seat outside. Um, I do. What's not going on this evening? Uh, just typical service with the Lockians coming in and finding hope where there is none, and I'm going to help provide them with that. I so I guess favor for a favor. You saw the young boy walking out as you came in. Milivosh. Sometimes I do not know his intentions. And... While he has not admitted anything to me, he... might be a good place to start. If you were to help me find these bones. And get this place back to where it needs to be and then yes I would uh, and he looks to Irina at this point 
I can be that safe haven for your sister. Well, shit. I agree. I still gotta just eye, uh, <laughs> kind of eye across the party. Well, he is a temperamental young lad, and I would. I mean, he is rather aggressive, and maybe that's why I have not asked him flat out. I can be aggressive, this is not going to be a problem. Just make him wish he was a little more cooperative, no? And I'll bear oh. some teeth. <laughs> Perfect. Um, please, please, I, I would love you to give it a shot and see what... See what comes of it. So we're archaeologists now. Well, I'm not, bones. not asking. They are already dug up. It is more finding their new resting place. Can I insight check this guy? <laughs> yeah. This father who is like openly like, yeah, go be aggressive to this person I employ. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah go creepy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Concerning as. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> I think it was Shit. more. I'm old, and I think that young dude's gonna hit me in the face with a shovel if I ask him what's up. Uh, uh, that's a thirteen. Uh, yeah. Um, you. You see, like when he talks about uh this this boy. Um, Milivoj. Uh, he, you can see some fear kind of come in, and like he is, uh, he is the aggressor. This this young boy who carries around the shovel, um, and you know he's got these broad shoulders, and he's an older man. He only has the young uh, Yesik uh, next to him, or Yeska. Sorry, um, my critical role crossover just happened. Uh, <laughs> and so he's, yeah, he's kind of maybe a little bit afraid of this this younger man that is paid to do the digging. Okay. And then, um, what father, I, I might have forgotten the name, but, um, Lucian. 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 Petrovich. Uh, Pet. We'll go with Lucian. Uh, do you know where this, uh, uh, Yosk, no, not Yosk, this Milovusk lives, and perhaps, why are these bones worth anything why would they take them these are the bones of Saint Andrew and they the founder of this church founder of of all this that we worship here um, and his bones alone carried the power to ward off any of Strahd and his uh, and his minions how many bones were there? No. Just, we just did they all need to be together for it to work, or could like it was a complete you spread that out and like everyone has a finger and everybody's <laughs> good, or what's the? We we would need them all back, and it was the entire makeup of Saint Andrew. I have I have asked Jessica if he knows anything about. The whereabouts. He, 
he's just as maybe timid as I am. He he told me yes, but he was unwilling to divulge that. So it's the little runt sitting outside knows, but he doesn't want to tell you? You can't intimidate a small child into getting the truth? He... Tack walks outside. That's <laughs> where the little kid is. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, uh, Yeska is a very fragile being. He, I am, I am his father for the time being. Right now, he has, he was orphaned at a, and he saw things that no little boy should see. So pushing him only is going to push him away and I cannot do that to him but I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that he knows something and he is maybe too in intimidated to say does the name mother Bachner mean anything to you ah uh, yes of, of course um that is what do, you, what do you need to know with them? With Mother Wagner? Well, perhaps it's a lead on these uh, disappearing bones. Well, <laughs> Lady F Fiona Wagner would not. I mean, good luck getting her out of her house. So she, she would not be the one personally to come and take these bones <laughs> I mean she is <laughs> she is no fan of the Burgermeister I can say that for sure to you know what? I think that's the exact moment that I stopped caring and Cass is gonna go ahead and just kind of <laughs> sigh and say <laughs> well, just get your bones. We'll we'll get your bones, and then these guys will be okay. And then we'll get out of this godforsaken place. And I'll heel turn and follow Jack. I again, I I am not one capable of getting these bones back myself. Again, favor for a favor. Once this ground is hollowed again, hallowed. Again, I can commit to your favor, and you can be on your way. I just, I, I, I will ask if you pressure Yeska. Do it as gently as possible. Well, I think that shit done already sailed. Um. <laughs> Sorry, that we should cut to attack. Uh, what you doing? Where is this kid? Is he sitting like right outside on a? Yeah, yeah, he's in one bench. of the pews. He's in one of the pews, just waiting, kind of like twiddling his thumbs, waiting for it, uh, the next directive. So I'm gonna go and position myself. Obviously, I can't stand in front of him because he's in a pew, um, but I will stand at the the edge of the pew and lean over and say, I need to know what you know about the missing bones. And I promise you, promise you, 
that I am scarier than whoever is trying to scare you. Oh, what do you look like right now? Like, <clears throat> um, I, I've probably seen as Arena's been delivered. I don't look like Arena anymore. I've probably gone back to my usual old elf self. But I will be more than happy to burn a usage of my um, unsettling visage that I can usually use in combat to allow or force uh, disadvantage on an attacker who does not know I'm a changeling um, and kind of reveal my true face to this kid momentarily. Is that timed with your your uh, words of being more scary and more right, uh, yeah. intimidating? Okay. And then you, you go back to... Uh... Right, I go right back to okay. the, the elf face. It's, right. it's just a, like a very brief momentary okay. letting him see that there is something else there. I like it. Um, you see, when when that, that snap happens, his eyes get real big, and he kind of like squirms away just a little bit, like shimmying down the pew. It was... And he's kind of real hesitant. You won't... You won't tell him that I... I said anything. You and I are the only ones that have to know this conversation ever transpired. I won't even tell your dad. Um, oh, how would he respond to that? Oh man, he yeah, he kind of he kind of cowers a little bit and like curls in on himself. Just don't, just don't, don't tell Milivoj that that I told you. He but he dug them out and took them. I don't know where he took them, but he took them, and he's gonna kind of like scoot further down this pew and kind of at at a safe distance he's going to get up and, and start to walk uh kind of backwards keeping you at a distance i'll take a, a gold coin out of out of my pouch and just kind of thumb flip it in his general direction thanks you've been a big help he he watches it as it's flipping through the air clink clink He'll let it. He'll let it rest, and then he'll kind of get down on his hands and knees and fish it out from underneath a pew. You pr you promised. And he'll put it in his pocket. And at the, this point, I think Cass is coming out. <clears throat> Do I still see the uh, the the unsettling visage? No, that was or that was you... just a quick thing that happened between him and mm -hmm. and, and Yeska. All right. I'll take a look at attack. Take a look at the kid. Take a look back. We're good. Your definition of good needs some work, but sure. Pretty sure you gave that kid a heart attack. Just looking at his face. And frankly, I should be irritated, but I'm actually impressed. So there's that right now. I don't have any particular love for children. They're just people, except smaller. <laughs> After the amount of time we've spent in Barovia, I am inclined to agree. We'll come back to the uh, to the room with uh, Father Lucian. <sighs> Please. And kind of that tail end of the the message of him being gentle with Yeska, 
Favor for a favor. Um, Ismark is going to say, can we, my sister and I, can we hold up here? Well, and, and kind of protect ourselves here while, and he's looking at Mirna while he's saying this, of course, while you, you find these bones. From what we know, Strahd does not know that this is unhallowed. This might be a safe place, rather than traipsing about. I'm a little more than a little perturbed that none of your priests can keep their charges hallowed. But I suppose the job is not done until the job is not done. So. And with that, like little sparks of lightning will kind of fizzle out of my nostrils. We will do it with again. That is all I will promise. Point of order, I, I think maybe we should keep Irina with us, because perhaps Strahd has hired this young, broad-shouldered boy to come steal these bones to unhollow the grounds. Oh, it is more than possible. And for once, you had a good idea, dear bull. Well. Oh, well. And then Father Lucian chimes in. Well, Mili is no minion of Strahd. I I can assure you that he he worked on these grounds while they were hallowed. He is. I I can't tell you why he would have done this, but he is. He has some. Temperament towards the Burgermeister. He is struggling to take care of his brother and his sister. I'm sure there was a reason he did this. That is outside of uh, control of Strahd. It is a mistake that he made, and I imagine the the intentions were were seemingly good. But what other reason would there be outside of Strahd? That I do not know. But pressure comes in many directions. And maybe I have misjudged this boy. And that is a very real possibility. Or maybe you're not judging him enough. Because... If he's taking the bones, there's a reason for it, and I doubt it's something outside of the main reason everybody's worried outside of this place. That is an answer I do not have. And maybe there's a point in my life as as short as I have left with the good intentions should not be measured. They should not be the first thing that I think of. That's true. I mean, as the last hallowed ground that Strahd cannot come to, I feel like y'all should have put 
a little more onus on defending these bones. Um, and to speak of uh, Visage's, uh, I guess, motives, as a great bod once said, uh, cash rules everything around me. Get the gold. So I'm sure he was paid well. I imagine that he was, and I hope he, he did it for money and not for Strahd. It's much better. Does he? Those could. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Adam. No, you got it. <laughs> I was gonna say, does he have any other ties outside of you? He he has this. His brother and his sister that I know he is caring for. I know that he he works hard. He collects his money. But again, I cannot give him enough. Outside of that, I, I do not know that he might have a connection with anybody. Sounds like we should just go talk to him, right? That... Would be where I would start, yes. And I could be wrong. It may not be Milivosh that did this. But he has been acting a little strange. I know that Yeska has been keeping distance. Well, I'm sure our friends will find that out for us. But anyway, if you want to please start this investigation. I will get Irina and Ismark set up. Um, I will do my best to keep them safe. Uh, Ismark, you look like you are armed and can wield that sword. Can I insight him, insight check him throughout this entire conversation? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Alright, 13 plus 2, 15. What are you looking for exactly? Like, it, just honesty or? Well, yes, and specifically around the question of anybody outside of Strahd, or does this person have any connections other than, you know? Strahd. Yeah, okay, so during that point in the conversation, you can see him kind of like firing some synapses and trying to like file in, like, where have I seen Milivage kind of gallivant around with any other points of contact and he he was pretty honest he couldn't he was coming up with nothing every every uh thing that he kind of answer he came up with was brother and sister you know works long hours goes home to brother and sister take care of them so yeah pretty truthful in his uh response there Okay, that's fair. Um, I guess I'm going to turn and walk, try and find Tack and uh, Cass. Yeah, you see, at this point, they're they're coming, I imagine. Tack and Cass are, are talking together. Uh, Yeska has, he has kind of bolted out of uh, eyesight. Uh, Mirna, Bull. I've just been standing this whole time with my arms crossed, just listening. So I will look at Bull and kind of cork an eyebrow. 
kind of like a what do you think gesture. We're not going to leave her here, right? I mean, Ismark can stay. I'd... And I agree. She should not be left alone. I'll look at Ismark. No offense, but I have not seen you prove yourself in battle. So I do not trust you can handle a blade. And the opportunity yet. Um, I will not leave her side. If, but I do trust you. I think if you think we should follow, we can follow. But I do trust Father Lucian here, and I. If Strahd does not know that this ground is not hallowed, yet, could be a safe haven. If he is as powerful as you say he is, I think, believing he does not know is the worst mistake you can make. It is your sister's life, her agency, <clears throat> her freedom. If you believe she will be safe, then that is on you. But I made a promise and took a job. And my cat is tearing my <laughs> headset with her tail. <laughs> uh... <sighs> We will follow then. I just hope it's not a mistake. Oh, don't follow. But either way, I am not leaving your side. And these bones. And he, he gets up and he kind of brings Irina up with him. And he'll follow Avi out. Well, is uh, that was the biggest mistake he's ever made in his life, or I don't know what. What do you think? I mean, I think him saying he hasn't had the chance to prove himself in battle is complete bullshit, because we were in a fight already. Um, but, I don't know, taking trust in the thought that this guy points solution knows what Strahd knows is the bigger mistake. Oh, I, yeah. uh, that's probably the smartest thing that you have said. I've been hearing that a lot today. I can assume Strahd <laughs> does not know. I can only assume. I will lean into Bull and say, be careful you do not have your back to him. A man that hesitates with his blade cannot be trusted. Oh, I don't trust this man. Well, look, as Bismarck's walking out the door, he'll be giving him a little bit of a stink eye. And he says the parting words here. Either way, we cannot protect her until those bones are found. Please, if you see Yeska, send him in. And he's going to sit back down at his desk and go through some some paperwork. Some books. Some books. Books. And you guys, you kind of all now congregate in, in the end of the last Isle of Pews. 
So, Tech Scared's kid. Good news then, I hope. Sure. Sorry. Um, Good news for the place that we're at in the situation we're in with everything that's going on. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I know what our next step is. One step at a time, Tech. That's what I learned. I agree. Question is, are we ready to go, you know, hold some people for ransom? I'm going to look at Bull. Let's go find the Digger's family. You think... Actually, yeah, who am I getting around this place? That's probably going to be the only thing that actually matters. That's a, a, a quick method, I guess. Well, let's. I guess let's go. The sooner we do this, the sooner we can get the... I, I don't even want to say get the hell out of here, because what's, where do we go? This place seems to be the safest place yet. We were supposed to talk to Madame Eva, so I imagine that would be next. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, finish this. Get rid of the dead weight. Uh, My vote's on spooky windmill, to be honest. (laughs) I want to pop my head back in the office. (laughs) Where the father is. And just kind of call from the, the door. I don't want to, like, step all the way in. Um, but just yell, So where's that digger live? He has a house closer to the center of town. But don't tell me you're going to harm his brother or sister. They have nothing to do. Methods aren't your concern. Hallowing the ground is your concern. Methods are left to us. I will will claim ignorance. Do whatever helps you sleep better at night. So what's his house look like? He lives east of the stockyard. Down the, uh, right along the main road. There's a few houses down from the stockyard. What's it look like? What color? This house is a weathered green color. Thanks. And I'll just close the door. Y'all realize that we're doing the side quest where you literally go from one side of town to the next side of town to go back to the other. Did, did anybody else pick up on that or was that just me? <sighs> Sorry, DM. Continue. It's Do your fine. thing. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. This is I mean, this cool is things have been an escort quest followed by a fetch quest. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so are you, you heading outside? Is that the plan? Yeah. Alright. Oh. As, as go you go to the Gravedigger's house. <laughs> as you head outside, you do see uh, Millie Vosge 
uh, digging a grave and kind of uh, taking a break rather frequently in between uh, the shovels. And he's lazy. Just, just kind of cursing. You can hear this audible kind of curse. Upstrad. Upstrad. So yeah, as you head back down the main road, and you get about halfway down, um, we'll say, get down into here. You do see a, like down, as you look right down that main, that one of the main roads, the main um, intersections there, you do see kind of gatherings of people down in a, a town square type thing. Um, you see something that, that catches your eye. You see one of the uh, <laughs> the wooden signs of above a, uh, a storefront. There has kind of a a toy doll, and it says Blinsky Toys on it. Um, seems kind of interesting. Uh, but you continue down uh, further down, and you get just to the edge of the stockyard, and you do see a green weathered house. Adam, sorry. I... At the Blins, it's was it with a B Blinsky's. Blinsky, yeah. Yeah, can uh, Bull paint over that uh, Bull Avard? <laughs> You'd have to come off the main drag a little bit. It's like uh, three or four buildings down. <laughs> he'll, take this. he'll take this side square. <laughs> Do you have he'll, he'll catch up to everyone else. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, uh, give me, just give me a stealth check. See... Uh, because it is kind of getting bustling down there towards the. Uh... That is uh, fourteen. All right. Yeah, you're able to kind of quickly step up on the the railing of the uh, the deck, the porch there, and kind of at the extent of your reach, and uh, get boy Avar. But it's kind of not your best work because you're doing it rather rather quick. And uh, you guys move on, uh, catch up. You find this green weathered house um, next to the stockyard. And that's where we'll end it for tonight. And we'll come up with this uh, <laughs> the threatening of two um, two young children, brothers and sisters. Of... We're not going to threaten them. Hold them hostage. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But you are going to threaten these children. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. Anyway, yeah, Blinsky Toys, uh, love it too, Truck. It's a good spot. Anyway, I don't want to reveal too much. Uh, so that was episode nine of Curse of Strahd. Thank you for hanging out. Chat was active tonight. I appreciate it all. You guys are uh, amazing uh, players. Amazing. Uh, good job. A lot, a lot of role playing tonight, guys. And there was a good stretch of like three minutes where I talked to myself. Uh, can't say I've done. Can't say I've done that before for that long. So I will check that off on my DMing. Uh, experience we're proud of you very <laughs> uh, proud box there uh so you guys are there we're in Velaki. we'll see what happens next time catch us in two weeks from tonight um as we pick this up again for episode 10 double digits in two weeks reminder tonight, tomorrow ray's um, running a dreaming river dnd 5e one shot uh, for our community digits. one shots which will be the end of our season second season of these uh for keeping track at home new ones are coming in if you'd like to get in on those uh on the dm side or the player side check out our discord down below uh go to the community one shots channel tons of documents or pin messages in there for information for you huge shout uh, huge thank you to everybody um 
Thank you for coming out. Appreciate it all. Uh, we'll see you next time.